Welcome to the Grappling We See exactly. Grappling Rewind Podcast. Welcome to another week in grappling with the Grappling Rewind Podcast. Guys, 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 guys. I am Maine here with my co-host Josh. And we are going to get into some pans news. But before that, pans we're going to news. get we're, we're just getting into some pans. We're going to get into pans. IBJJF 2018 pans. But you before, want some news? Here's some news. Dylan Dennis MMA debut. We don't know who he's going against. Don't care. In Bellator. News over. Yep. <laughs> On to IBJJF Pans. 2018 who Black Belt results. Dog. Who dog? It was, it, was a, it was a day. It was a day of <laughs> jiu-jitsu, Josh. It was a day of jiu-jitsu. I had a lot of training to do today. I had other stuff to do today. Man, I should probably jump on that. That unlimited plan for my phone bill so I can just watch it whenever I feel like it. But no, I got to be cheap and get the six gigs a month. That's right. I only got six, six gigs, gigs a month. What is wrong with you? Six gigs a month. Like you or your family? The whole the phone bill. The whole phone bill. Dude, you're crazy. Guess what? Rachel and I go through 15 gigs a month and we're close to it. Guess what? What? Today I got the text message that was like, you're doing all right. You got 50% of your data left. That means I have three gigs left with seven days in my cycle. That's pretty good then. I stay on the Wi-Fi, son. I That's stay good. on the Wi-Fi. So enough about Wi-Fi. <laughs> on to the black belt results for the 2018 IBJJF pans. So we are going to jump right into the women's results for the black adult. We're not, not doing masters, not doing everything else. We're just going to talk about the adult black belt results for pans. At the moment. At we'll the moment. Sh- we'll, we'll talk about some other things and, and, and personal friends that were out there competing as well a little bit later. But right now... Female black belt finals. Light featherweight. Xeria Matuda defeated Talita Alencar via referee's decision. Maine's shaking his head. No, that was correct. Oh, I'm okay. Just, I just watched the match. And I'm shaking my head like, these two women do not like each other. And I, don't, I don't think that. I think... Oh, man. They, you you watched that match. I, I did watch looked, the match. Like, Matuda was, looked pissed and Alencar looked pissed. Yeah, Matuda was trying to finish that shit. I mean, you score zero points. But she was trying to finish that shit. You I mean, know, she was going for them loop chokes and whatnot. Like, she was trying to. At the end there. It just wasn't close. It was midway through the ma- It wasn't even midway through the match she tried to I throw did, that, that, that thing up. And, and Alan Carr was just going ham, trying to pass, and couldn't. Yeah. It was, it, it was enjoyable to watch. But it also set the tone for what happened the rest of all of the finals just yeah. about. This was the first finals match. and this Just one- about. Not all of them, but... Just about. This one went to decision, and there were a number of matches that were very low-scoring decisions or closeouts. Or I'm, I'm going to say it right now. I was unhappy with this day of viewing. It was a little rough to watch from a spectator point of view. It, it definitely was, drug out a little bit. There was not a whole lot of finals-wise, not a whole lot of submissions. Yeah, there were some matches yesterday in, like, in the semifinals and the quarterfinals like, that were like good and fire matches, but the finals matches left something to be desired for me from a viewing perspective. I watched a lot of hours of this, and it was rough for yes and no. big stretches of it. Yes and no. You have to realize that at a certain point you hit a level, and I understand. everybody's going to shut down everybody's game, and it's going to come down to a, not even a game of inches, but a, a, a game of millimeters. And grips, yeah, and grip fighting. I understand, like, the levels there. I'm just saying my personal opinion, not like, not anyone else. How you a, feel, from, personally. How I feel, Josh, as a viewer of this. These are my feelings. Who is not a high-level black belt. <laughs> that shit was boring for big stretches of the day. It, it, it drug out. Anyway, featherweight, Karen Atunas defeated Jacqueline Marias. 
Four nothing. Four nothing. Lightweight. Be a mosquito. And this was this was great. I enjoyed this. That Bia Mosquita and Jenna Bishop went against each other, being from the same team. Awesome. Oh, and they went out of hard, too. Oh, they both like, went out of hard. This was like a match where she was in the guard for the first half of the match, and they all jailed. of a sudden, like, boom, got a pass going, got the back, and it was working her ass off to finish and, that and show. And commentary said it in the beginning of the match. They were like, you do not want Bia Mosquita on your back because she is so good at finishing from the back. And we've been seeing it for years now. It's, it, I mean, we see we saw it as a, a black belt or a brown belt from Bia, and as she, you know, came into her black belt and started evolving from it, you know, for a while you would see it when Mackenzie Dern was still competing, where they would go at it, and Mackenzie Dern would take it and take it and take it, and Bia was getting closer and closer, and finally, right before Mackenzie was out the door with jujitsu, starting MMA, yeah, Bia took her back. I want to say it was that. Brazilian Nationals? I can't I, I can't just looked up recall. Dern's record a couple days ago, and I forget which one it was, but yeah. But she took her back and choked her, and it was like, ooh, snap. This is going to be... And she never lost to her after that. So yeah, she got the choke from the back against Jenna Bishop. Hats off to those ladies for yeah, competing is, against each other. I think this is also one of my favorite matches for the women for the finals. This was a, like the first half of the match is a little slow, but once, it, once, um, once Bia passes and starts to go through the passing sequence, it's like, oh, damn, passes, gets the points, gets her back, gets on the finish, and finishes the show from the back. So this is a fun match to watch. Middleweight ladies, Angelica Galvao closed out with Luisa Montero, who is a new addition to Atos. Rare, uh, rare new black belt, I think. No, 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 not new black belt, new addition. She oh, just, okay, she, I, mis- I misheard that from right, the commentary, because the commentary said something about she was new, and I thought she was the she was newest new black, black belt. belt. From Atos. Okay, like, that makes sense then. Like new to the squad. Yeah. Remember, they just left. She's uh, Leandra Lowe's ex-girlfriend. And oh, I, that's her. Okay. Right. That's... And then she started dating somebody else from the team. Okay. And then they both left and went to yeah. Atos. This is what we didn't cover for news a couple episodes ago because we don't cover this kind of stuff. And because we didn't cover it, I forgot about we it. We briefly talked about it. Personally, not, not on the recording. I'd have to go back and listen to it. But You're not going to. <laughs> So that match happened. That was a closeout. They closed out. Um, um, and their Atos closeout. They had a number of closeouts yo, in the finals. Atos' team is fire. Like, all throughout. From from Straight dialogue. White. Josh. Yes. Like, white and all the way up. All through the colored belts and up to black. Those All those people, whether they were from uh, AOJ or Atos, those kids were killing it. Killing it. Yeah, I think those two gyms are where we're going to see the next generation just like explode onto the scene. I mean, you're seeing other people still, but those the squad, some of those the specific... amount of talent both those gyms have is Yo, fucking crazy. That whole squad, those blue belt squads where people are like, they're sandbagging them. It's like, oh, you know, yeah, some definitely. of these, well, not necessarily because if you think about it, the age requirements for I IBJJF. Get the age, yes, you're right. They're not you sandbagging for the age. You're going to put a 16 year old to purple belt? You can. He's not going to be able to compete. Nikki Ryan. Does he compete in IBJJF? I mean, right. I Put him s- in the gi. Put him in the gi against one of those dudes, one of those blue oh, belts. Probably doesn't. One of those blue belts from AOJ, uh, uh, Jonathan Alves. Or, yeah, or one, one of the guys of on the uh, Metamoris card. Straight up will murk him. I agree. Murk. But I'm just saying, like, these no two. Nogi, that's a different story, and it's yeah, not no an gi's... IBJJF. Yeah, he would kill them, but... We're talking about the rules that we're talking about. I mean, JJ. Yes. No, I agree. I'm just saying 
these two teams, these two squads, have a depth of talent on them like we have not seen in a couple of years. They're scouting them. crazy. They're which scouting is, them. Which is the future. I think you're going to start getting people to bring— they got to get more money into it, though. they got to get yeah, more money. Yeah, that makes sense. I just think these two teams are crazy right now, and we're going to see in the next two years it get even crazier if they can hold it together. We've seen a lot of super teams you know, come up, come up, come up, and then splinter off, so— if Atos, but I think under Galvao, like that dude's a under, leader. Well, some of them are leaving. Some of them, especially as they get bigger, like larger, right? They jump from AOJ to to Atos, like HQ. Yeah. But we're going off on a tangent here. Middle heavyweight Natalia De Jesus, De Jesus, De Jesus, De Jesus defeated Karina Santini eight six. Loved the match. I enjoyed it. I don't know how you feel about it, but my, my notes got, I, I wrote some notes on it. <laughs> I wrote some notes on it. I said some things, Josh. <laughs> it was, no, it was, it was a good match. It was back and forth, obviously. Yeah. Eight to six. Yeah. Like you scored some points. It was the highest scoring match. I think of the black belts overall, uh, like hands down. Yes. Yes, it was. I think the only other high match was, uh, Jirao Miao and, and Pablo uh, Montavani. Yep. And that didn't, that scoring didn't happen until, uh, later. About a minute left. Yeah, but it was still... It, there are matches that you want to watch and other ones you can skip. We talked about it the other week where you're like, mm, skip, eh, I'll watch. So that's one of the ones I enjoyed watching. I don't know about anybody else, but... Heavyweight, you say her last name because I am so bad at her last name. Marina Mjolgesic. Maria. You messed up her first name. I mean... <laughs> I mean, really? Did I? what I call it? I called her Marina, didn't I? Yes, you did. Maria Mjolgesic. There you go. Defeated Yacinta Wen. 2-0. Eh. It, it was a match. <laughs> Onto the super, not super heavyweights. Um, it is super heavyweight. Is it called super heavyweight? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, it is. They abbreviated yes, it. it funny. They, they hyphenated they, it. They created is... that class specifically to get people away from Gabby Garcia. Yep. Well, this is uh, women above 175. Yeah. It's super heavyweight. Yeah. Uh, we didn't see Porfirio in this division like she we wasn't usually there. do. Which will kind of open it up for Claudia Delval versus Hillary Vanorium. Vanorum. Vanorum. Yeah. This was cool. Claudia was 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 rocking it. You know. Yeah. She went down and and started attacking, throwing up the legs immediately, and she immediately and, jumped for the guard and went for the Omoplata. Yeah. To jump with the guard. Yeah. It was great, and she locked it up and started rocking forward and was just trying to finish, trying to finish, and she then finally to, just nailed it. I think it was about five minutes or something like that. She just worked that on a plot, and eventually uh, Hillary, Hillary, who was much, much larger than her, couldn't kind of posture back up. She did she it. Couldn't ro- well, because Claudia was doing a great job of controlling where she was. She wouldn't oh, let yeah. her roll forward. She wouldn't let her roll her over top of her or anything like that. She did a great job. By the way... These matches are going up so goddamn quick. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, it's on, and then it's up. Like, I was checking through. I had it up, and I would look over. I'm like, oh, this match is already up. And uh, if you're expecting our our alternate, all alternate, there we go. I almost said alternative. Alternate commentary? Yeah, that that shit didn't happen because we're stupid. We can't figure things out. We're yeah. eventually going to get it down to if where you follow us on Facebook. We're real professionals. You saw that we ran about five or <laughs> seventy-five six different tests. tests trying to get the thing working. So apparently, in some, I please... did figure out. I did figure out that because uh, uh, I I I have my phone on silent, it doesn't record the audio oh through Facebook. God. That was always my problem. 
We charged. We talked about this like ten episodes ago, if not more. I on know, Instagram, but we did that. We did that live. It doesn't record audio. Yep. Boom. Here. So it's on there. And wait for it. Let's see if we can hear it. Oh nope, not very loud. It's on silent. <laughs> it made no sense to audio listeners. No, it it went because I put it back on silent because I hate when my phone rings. Yeah, so we're working on uh, figuring out how to get Facebook video for both of us. That or, you know, properly connecting the two of us over Twitch or any other Google. service will let us do it so we can do yeah. these, you know, commentary events. Because Josh and I were watching this and we had some, you know, we had some good pieces to add that we thought were entertaining. Yeah, Main, Main was just trying it out one time. He did put that one up and he was yep. just going through and he didn't have anything to bounce off of. So he was just sitting there like, so yeah, here's the uh, knee cut. And I was like, Jesus, I, I turned it on on my phone. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, he turned it on literally in the first 10 seconds of me up and then commented, do better. I was like, yeah, you thanks for the support, Josh. <laughs> thanks for the support, man. Hell, I was just telling you to do better. Yeah. Anyway, so absolutes. The, the finish this, wait, the finish this oh, match, yeah. there was a really interesting grip change that Claudia did make with the gi. Um, it was like under the armpit to flatten Hillary out. And I want to go back and actually specifically look at that because flattening on the Omoplata is something I have a problem with. So it was a really Me interesting too. position and like grip switch that she made to do that. And the commentary staff really briefly talked about it, but I want to go back and watch it because it was really nifty. Commentary, by the way, was pretty Ooh, much was, on point. I love Sean Williams. I always talk about Sean Williams. I love Sean Williams. Yeah, yeah. There were times where I was like, mm, really? They had some weird names for some sweeps and some positions that I... Some, everybody has a different name for it, things, so I'm not going to be mad. They had a number of them that were like, I've been in jiu-jitsu a while now. I've never heard it called that. I've, they had a, and they had a couple of them that you were haven't like, been in it long enough then. All right, Josh. <laughs> now wrong. So on to the absolutes. We had Louise Montero. Louisa Montero. Close out with Bianca Basilio. Another, you know, Atos team. Bianca's a, a literally a new black belt. Yeah. And Louisa took that one. So absolute pan champion by closeout. Moving on. Our favorite. So moving on to the male black belt results, black belt results, finals results for the adult black belts for 2018 IBJJF pans. That was a mouthful. I kind of slurred it too, which didn't help at all. <laughs> Had those fire noodles, Josh. The fire noodles that you love I so walk, much. I walk into Maine's house, and he's sitting there at his table eating those damn fire noodles. He's just sitting there like, hey, what's up? And I was talking to his dog. I was just like, hey, Maine. Uh, Maine's dog and I are best friends. Yeah, dude, he loves you. I know, because I'm awesome. Dogs, dogs know I'm awesome. Dogs that are lost on the street come up to me, and they're like, sup? And then I return them. If I didn't return them, Josh, you're the good Samaritan award for the podcast. I fucking love dogs. All right, on to the rooster weights. <laughs> rooster weights. Tomoyuki Hashimoto. These are two Japanese names that I was fully expecting Maine to just be like Tamayaki no, Teriyaki. I know, I know Tomoyuki Hashimoto and Kyoji Shamabobo. See, see, Kyoji. I haven't Koji. Seen his, I haven't seen his name enough. K O J I. Kyoji. There is no I after the K. Koji. 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 Shibamoto. Shibamoto. Who is much older. That dude has been competing for oh, yeah. ever. And the commentary staff talked about how these guys had run into each other all the time. Like any event that Kyle is not at, these guys run into each other. Dude, we talked about at length Tomoyuki Hashimoto. Last week, I think. Last week, yeah. yeah. Love that dude's game. I started uh, adding in that step over choke that he started doing. And so far, so good. I like it. It helps me pass the guard. They had a really this actually. This is a match I want to talk about for the refing. They had some really weird times where they would 
they would like do super like they would give guys would get out of a submission and then they would call penalties. Okay, so if you're not aware, I'm not obviously, and, and, and you're obviously not. So what happens? In and the it was the Shane, Shane Taylor match was what this happened on. Also, and also in the Joao Miao Paulo Montavani match. Yes, yeah. That so the rules state that if you both pull guard, the referee, and you'll see it every time, mm-hmm. he you know pulls up the the watch, he looks at his watch, and looks. Okay, you have twenty seconds. Somebody's got to get on top. If you don't, oh, if okay, you don't do that, that you get stood up. And you would see somebody would grab a footlock because it looks like you're in the motion of trying to do something. But as soon as you would let go, that time's up. You're not trying to do anything okay, now. that makes sense. So, so then it became stalling after a while. Yeah. And okay, that's so, why you were seeing yeah, penalties handed So what I would see, out. and specifically we'll talk about it a little later in the Shane, Shane Jamil Hill taylor match. This happened, and Shane had a footlock for like a minute and a half, but it was an outside footlock, like angst ankle lock with no mm-hmm. control. And I was like, why is he holding on to that still? He's not going to finish. And then like the submissions gets cleared, and they get um, penalty points. And I was like, what? They s- what the hell? They, they got the original penalty, which was only just the penalty. It's the warning. Right. But I was like, are they going to give him the advantage? And the commentary team said it was like a legit footlock attempt i didn't feel that Actually, way i thought it was be in not just because gripple's foot was super taped up but if you looked at the camera angle i had you saw his toes were in the armpit and oh, super bent down I saw, i'm I mean, assuming you were watching the flow zone angle yeah yeah flow zone angle yeah it looked I, th- I thought it was i understand why you wouldn't give him the advantage for that but i also could see a strong argument to make for the advantage as the foot was super bent down so we'll jump into that just a little bit. We'll talk about this match, and then we'll we'll carry on. And that point will be brought up in the next match. But these guys really negated each other. Roosterway finals back to the Roosterway finals with Hashimoto you, and uh, Koji. Shibamoto. I can't Hashimoto, do the last name. Josh. Shibamoto. They both have moto. Hello, moto. Taking it back. The commentary staff is actually talking about these guys live probably about 15-minute train ride from each other in Tokyo. Like Carpe Diem, which is where Hashimoto trains at. He wasn't registered under Carpe Diem. Which that, that's still we, weird to And the, even the commentary staff didn't know why he wasn't registered as Carpe Diem because we think he still trains at Carpe Diem. I think maybe he was just repping for Kyle because Kyle just wasn't there. <laughs> and he's like, ah. Maybe Kyle was like, hey, do this for me. Or something happened with Carpe Diem. No, because somebody else was registered was with under, Carpe Diem. I don't know. I, I, what are we going to do? Like, say something to him on Instagram? And he's like, I, how am I going to respond to this? This is like, not in Japanese. Idiots. I do not understand. He, he's posted stuff in English before. And Dude. He, he spoke English at ACB. So oh, I'm assuming he, he knows. Yeah, he does. He, does. he, he does. knows enough of it to get by. So Why you know at Carpe Diem? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, you know, they it was 0-0, two advantages to one. Tomoyuki, you know, was trying to come up. He got into a... Deep waiter sweep, but then didn't do anything with it. I that mean, was kind of weird. I didn't quite know why. I, I, I mean, obviously he couldn't sweep, which is he couldn't hit it. But hats off to Shibamoto to not just straight up get murked because Hashimoto last week looked awesome. Murked. Looked awesome. So you know the level of he. You know the level he's at. If you saw him do that to other black belts last week, you know Kyoji Koji. I saw him Koji. Koji. You're thinking Kyoji Horiguchi. I keep thinking about Horiguchi because he's on a Ryzen card coming up. Yeah, he's this summer. And I, I keep thinking about him. 
So again, this was a fun match. It was the cool. Little balance thing. on these guys is crazy. Like Ridiculous. rooster, got anyone at rooster weight, and really anything really below like featherweight. I think featherweight, light, lightweight, lightweight. Maybe. It's like a push. Yeah, but these dudes at the lower weight classes have some balance that is unworld, like not unworldly. They throw off the gravity, gra- gravitational rotation of the Earth. Calm down, Eddie Bravo. <laughs> so that, that Josh, any more pieces to add on this match? Well. Can't have gravity if the earth is flat. John, I'm going to kill you, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good match. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing both of these gentlemen at Worlds and how they do. It, it'll be interesting to see. Wouldn't be surprised if we saw them against each other again. Possibility, possibility. So on to light featherweight. We have Joao Miao defeating Pablo Montavani. 6-4. Six six to four. Four. So going back to what we were discussing with you know the penalties and everything that's sitting down, and giving out advantages for something looking tight, not looking tight. Montavani, and everybody knows, before I get into Montavani talking about his footlocks, everybody knows you grab the Meow's foot, they're like, dude, there's a what a waste of time. There's a compilation video of them getting their knees just yanked on by Tonin, by um, who else? Everybody? It's like three of them where you see like a deep toe. And the, the Tonin one actually, Meow limped after it. But he ain't tapping. They don't tap. They like you can break not their the feet, feet. Nope. off. They break their knees. They're not gonna tap. Uh, Cummings. There's a video. Of Cummings has a deep heel hook in, and like, Matt just goes, All right, and like turns and rotates out. They got gummy knees. They have like flexible feet, and they're just not gonna tap. It's, they're trying to rack up them titles and seem super important in the jujitsu world. I mean, credit to them, man. But they're not it makes out. their school that much stronger because you got more titles. That brings more people, and it pays the bills easier. You're not wrong, but dude, so he grabs his foot, and I kind of went. Well, he had you... some sick-ass footlocks, like, in turned over. Wasn't getting advantages for him. Right. Not all of them. Some of them, yes, but not all of them. So that will, again, lead into, okay, what is your what are the referee's uh, criteria, criteria for, this? for this being a legitimate submission attempt? Anyway, these guys got penalized to shit. They almost got DQ'd. Yep, they got to the third warning with the two points. That's how they both got points to begin with. And then uh, sweepy time happened. And, you know, Meow comes up first. And you're like, oh, things might get going. And he immediately got swept back. And Montevani, I was like, damn, son, good job. Uh, he swept up. So now we're at four to four. And Meow then comes up and sweeps again. And this is where it ends. Because Meow from here... Just trying his damnedest to pass his guard, and he's he got close twice, but yeah, he got real close like twice, I think. Montavani, you know, more power to him, his ability to move his guard and move his hips. Dude, those little guys have insane guard retention. I love it. There's a really funny thing, um, not funny thing, really interesting game planning item that happened here. At one point, it looks like. Uh, Joao is trying to basically pull out of a footlock, but he's not. He's actually dragging them back onto the mat so that they don't go off the mat so that he can come up and get his sweep points. And it was just beautiful gamesmanship of the rules that you saw Meow like, figure out halfway through. Because even the commentary staff thought they were, he was trying to pull out of the footlock, but he was actually trying to pull Pablo back onto the mat so that he could come back up and get yes, the points. It was beautiful. Exactly, and they were like, oh, he's trying to run away. Oh, no, he's pulling him in. The commentary staff was literally like he's trying to run away from this 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 position it's like no he's not he's just trying to yeah, reset that was, himself that was beautiful i love seeing high level competitors just not gain not gain the rules but like understand the rules to that depth which i obviously don't do 
And I'm, I'm not going to lie that this match, like there were some exciting moments, but for the most part, it was kind of just like, mm. it was a meh match, but there were pieces but and parts of this match that made it watching exciting. it. I mean, again, coming from a position of being a guy that was almost 300 pounds, that would be me. And at the weight I am where I float right now, anywhere from depending on what I eat that weekend, anywhere from like 185 to 192, right? I am so in love with this rooster weight to lightweight game now where, you know, guard pulling and playing with all these lapels and open guards and having that mobility, which I have now, and I'm not exhausted trying to do it. It's all of this stuff is even more fascinating than it was previously. Josh, these are my people, man. I compete at 145 and I can cut to 135 on a really bad month. (laughs) On a bad month. Dude, it was a rough it was a rough month. That make one thirty five. I made it. And then it was like, if you do this again, I'm leaving you. Oh well, I went, it's probably because you're a cranky, obnoxious little turd. I mean, dude, one thirty five, like I'm a small man, but that's really small. Man up. I mean you're not wrong. <laughs> so that was this match. So it was it was, good. It was, a, it was a good the match. little tidbits that you can the little pieces of information that you can take away from this are are really good. Featherweights, Gianni Grippo defeated Jameel Hill 2-2, two to 4-1 two, to one on ads. I had to eat my words on this because in the uh, the co-commentary I did earlier in the day, I was like, I think Shane Jameel Hill is going to really be, this is going to be his year and he's going to look really good. And then he ran into Grippo and then uh, he did not, he looked good. So close. It so was close. close. So again, same situation as Meow and Montavani where it was a little more, you know, they hit him with some things and it was a little back and forth. You know, uh, this Shane, match got really not stally, but like there was a lot of you can't make mistakes. I, I get it, but it's just not fun to watch. I think it was awesome that it was an uh, a, a contested all American competitor weight class. Hey, that was awesome. That was really cool to see. So, you know, they're both playing their Barambolo game. They're just going. Shane. Gets the first points. And this is much later into the match. And Grippo almost got his back taken. And, you know, at this point, I'm like, oh, my eyes are practically popping out of my head. I'm so excited about this. And he saves himself. He, like, got out of that sort of crab ride position and came back into the guard and swept and came up. And you're like, oh, what's going on? And then you're thinking Shane's going to sweep him back. You're like, Oh, it's going to yeah, be a nail-biter. Like, okay, channel sweep, channel sweep, channel sweep. And then and he, he almost did. And then I don't know where Johnny, what he did exactly. I'm going to have to watch this repeatedly. He scooted out and came up top and was on his back. And I was like, yo, what just happened? Immediately went for the body triangle. Yeah, I looked away and for one like, second and missed this. I'm like, I was so, I was so pissed. So they were talking about, oh, he's not going to get his points. I'm like, you're not worried about your points. You almost got the sweep. You, you're on the back. You got your ads. You're up ads. It's tied up. Hold his back. Hold on. Fuck and the you, hooks. The thing was, and it was really cool because Gianni started, you know, attacking the lapels. He kept the body triangle, and Shane went to address the the hands. And Gianni let go of the body triangle and went for the hooks. And the referee started to go for four, but Grippo started to try to choke him. So he the four is up in the air, and you're like, oh, wow, okay, so he's going to beat him six to two. And he got the four and went it, up a little fast, by the way. I think the four went up a little quick in my head. 
I'm not going to argue with that. But what was great was the referee was like, he didn't, the referee felt was like, okay, I threw that up a little too fast. Hold on. And he did the little wave back and they rolled it back, but it ended with Grippo, you know, trying to choke him. And it was a great match. These two have built like a rivalry and they go back and forth. I'm really excited to see what they both do at Worlds. This was super close too. Like at super no close. point in this match was it, it okay, he can sweep here. Oh, he can get swept here. Oh, he can take a back position. Like at every point in this match, you know, anything could happen. It was crazy. And you, there was well, a whole bunch of there was a whole bunch of other people that you were like, okay, these people could be threats to to the championship. You had uh, Marcio Andre, who didn't show up. You had AJ Agazarm, who was a lightweight, but Grippo beat him. You know, Grippo beat him, and it's happened before. You, you have Samir Chantry. You have Isaac Doderlin. Samir actually took out Isaac Doderlin, and it was the opposite the other week at the San Francisco Open. So, with all of this infusion of this new blood that's coming into the featherweight division, you don't have your Cabrinhos, you don't have your Hoffa Mendeses, you don't have your Bruno Frazados in these competitions. So you have all of these young dudes in this division and it's going to be wild. It's going to be the wild but West. It's always a wild division. Yes, but like, it's going to be the wild West. It's going to be great figures that like reign over that division. And you have all the guys taking that spot. We're now going to see a changing of the garden. Who's that next dude. That's going to reign over featherweight for the next and five I years. I can't wait to see the game plans that Grippo and Hill and Doderland and Chantry all come up with. For each other. For each other. So that was featherweight. Yeah. Moving on to lightweight. JT Torres, in his return to gi action, closes out the bracket with Michael Lira Jr. Good on Lira as well, too, because he's he was, you know, been kind of hit or miss. And he was just on today. Yeah, he showed up. I saw he his uh, semifinal up. match today. And dude was, dude was on. I'm so... And Michael Lange... Also didn't show up today. Who yeah, was weird. Which was strange to me, but I didn't really care. JT Torres. World champion, 2018. I'm going to call it. You call it now? I'm calling it. All right. JT. Let's write it down. World champion, 2018. I am not as confident, Josh, but I'm also. I'm going to go with that. Right. I'm saying. And Lyra Jr., I think, is also going to make waves in the lightweight division as well. Yeah, so it'll be very interesting his performance in the semifinals. It's going to be interesting to seeing again, you know, all of these people are not in the division anymore. You're Lucas Laprise who might come out for worlds, you know, wasn't at pans. Michael Lange, no showed. I don't know what was up with that. Maybe he got hurt. I'm not sure. Don't know. No showed. So we'll see. You think 2018 is the year we start to get like the newer crop finally comes in there. I think own we're going to get it. There's a possibility of more Americans winning world championships. I think we'll definitely get a world championship this year. An American that will win the world championships this year. We had one last year. Three this year. Three? Three. Ooh, Ooh I'm being bold. Three this year. One at featherweight. Okay, I can see that. One at lightweight. Keenan. And Keenan's not a lightweight. I'm no saying and, <laughs> and Keenan, whatever and he's Keenan. competing at. Yeah, it's probably medium heavy or heavyweight, not medium heavy. Super heavy or heavy. Yeah, I, he's going to find where low is and not go into that division. Yeah, I, yep. Not like because he's afraid of him because he's going to try to go after him in the absolutes. But right, we saw that earlier. 
So that was light. That was not. That, yes, that was, was lightweight. lightweight. Middleweight. Gabriel Argus defeated Marcos Tinoco. 0-0. One add to nothing. Skip. 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 Good. Amazing competitors. They made it there. Uh, it was a slower match. Argus, Argus is a beast. But I, I think I think he's gonna he's gonna take the world championship at that weight as well. But we'll we'll see what happens. Medium heavyweight, Lucas Barbosa closed out with Gustavo Bastista. Another Atos closeout, dude. The the they're they're fucking killing it. Like we were saying earlier, they have the top guys in a couple. They have the, sorry, the top guys and the top women in a couple divisions, and it makes you go. And not just a black belt. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean. I haven't even got a chance to really digest the colored belts, other colored belts results, but I know that there were other closeouts and there were other like top Atos yep. podium yep. finishers. I think they probably took the team points more than likely. I would assume. I don't think Checkmat was close. I don't think that Alliance um, Alliance was close. We'll see when it comes out. It'll be very interesting. I don't think GB was close either. I'm pretty sure it's Atos that takes the team title for pants. Moving on to heavyweight. Leandro Lowe defeated Tanner Rice two to nothing. It's a take it or leave it match. I enjoyed it actually. I, I mean I enjoyed it, but it's a take it or leave it match. Yeah. And you know, hats off to Tanner for really putting up a fight. Dude, there was one point in this match where they go down and then Lowe comes back up and Tanner blasts him with a double leg and like runs his ass off the mat. Yeah. And it was like, oh shit, Tanner come to fight. Yeah, he was you piece of shit. I told you to put that on Do Not Disturb. I thought I, you I, thought I did, You piece man. of shit. I mean, it is what it is. Oh, God. Anyway, Tanner, looking forward to him. He he got stifled in the the absolute by Tex Johnson, who looked great uh, in the absolute and in his weight class, but Tanner got that victory back at heavyweight and beat uh, Tex to start to move to the finals. Moving on to super heavyweight, Keenan Cornelius defeated Muhammad Ali 0-0, one add to nothing. This is a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Me too. I thought we were. I thought he was going to run away with it. I thought Keenan was going to run away with it. But Muhammad it. Ali does that. You, you see certain match, certain matchups for He's Muhammad much Ali. Much slower in the beginning, and then he turns it on near yeah. the end. But you see, much certain matches that Muhammad Ali like does really well in, and other matches where he struggles really hard. And this match, like matches like this, where he's super even with those top level guys. And what is he? He's super young, isn't he? Like twenty three or twenty two or something. Something like that. But I mean, Keenan's not that old either. Maybe twenty five, twenty six. I think. You know, we should have this stuff up in front of us, but we're lazy. They're younger guys, but Muhammad Ali is younger and he's on the come up. Yeah. And I think it'll be really interesting to see how he develops. He's got a legit judo game that he didn't get to display at all here. Duh. Like, yeah, Keenan's going to pull on you. That was that was really funny, though, when they stood up and started back over and like they were like, we're going to slap hands. And he like Keenan touches the hand really quick and pulls out the lapel. You hear people laughing and he's like, oh, my bad. And lets him tuck it back in and then pulls it out again or grabs his belt and sits down with it and then pulls it out again. Worm guard is crazy. Yeah, I'm, that I shit don't is under, so confusing. I don't understand it. Some of the stuff, but what he was doing with it, like the way he would sweep with it, the way he swept Tim Spriggs and the absolutes with it, awesome. Also, props to the commentary staff. They were explaining it really, really well, and like they had a knowledge of worm guard that was good from a 
from an instructional standpoint, like, right, he's going to do this. He's looking to do this or this. Like, they were doing, again, the, my favorite kind of commentary, that predictive commentary where you're watching it and they're going, the commentary staff's going, this is what you're seeing. This is what you're going to see in the future, and this is what's going to happen. And they were, they were spot on for this match. The only thing that really bothered me about the commentary on this match was they were like, I'd watch uh, – Keenan's got to be careful. I'm like – of of what? Like I understand Muhammad Ali is explosive and he really goes and he can go 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 until the very last second, which he did. But they're like, you don't want to be in this position with with Muhammad Ali. I'm like, like securing guard, you're okay. Yeah. Like there was one section at the right at the tail end of this match where Muhammad Ali had Keenan like in the like an inversion, like a total inverted guard, and he was trying to pass the legs, trying to pass the legs, and at one point he does he a th- he does a throw by, and Keenan is somehow able to get his legs back in and regard the hips. It, I'm saying it was it was that probably if you're gonna watch the match, the watch the last like minute and a half and watch what Keenan does to regard that dude's guard retention is crazy at super heavyweight. Would you say he's a gi wizard? I would say he's a gi wizard. Josh. There you go. There you go. Keenan the Gee Wizard. Fucking wizardry. So that was that was a match. It was Keenan wins on one advantage. It got really not really close at the end, but it was Muhammad Ali almost got. It past. was closer than what was to be expected. Yeah. I'm still calling him he's gonna take the world championship this year. I think as he's long gonna as he does run to low. Low seems to have his number. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to compete in the same weight class. I think I at the okay. heaviest, low will be at heavyweight, and Keenan will just go to super heavy. I mean, he's probably comfortable. He's probably not even close to the limit. It's I, just like, I don't, don't have so. to cut or do anything. I can eat snacks and still compete. So we'll see, but I'm calling it ultra heavyweight. Zhao Gabriel Hosha defeated Ricardo Evangelista via choke from the back. Man, I thought this one was going to be boring at first. It started out a little bit, a little bit like that, Josh. It did, but then uh, Ricardo Evangelista called him Ricardo, but his name is Ricardo. I was was going to call you one, Josh, because I'm not, I, I'm not a terrible I person. Myself, I thought about it, and I was like, they kept calling him Ricardo. He got a toehold at one point, and they rolled out, and it took them forever to put the two on the scoreboard for us. Yeah, that confused me. I was like, did he not get? Two it took it a while, but you know, then I guess. Uh, Jean Gabriel waited. Wait, back back to that back to that scoreboard thing. There was a giant Reddit thread bitching about the scoreboards because it was it was particularly bad this event, and it's been bad in 2018. They need to do what ACBJJ does, and they oh, need, ACBJJ fucks it up too. That, but but at least what they have is they don't have two separate because like you're getting flow grappling scoreboard and the scoreboard of the event. Just have a camera and a picture in picture on the scoreboard at the event. It has the full names. It has what the points that are being but shown. But it's not going to be zoomed in enough. And that's the thing. And I'm okay with just the partial names. I'm not. It, it doesn't, I, I can't, you can't I hate it because, you know, everybody has 900 names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it works. It's just the people need to be more on top of it. Like, I'm assuming that you have people there that are watching scoreboards and putting it in. They just need to be more on point. Just copy and paste the full name. <laughs> Give me the whole fucking There's name. There's not enough space. There is. 
When your name takes up three lines Josh, in Word. So there's a cool thing that happens with text that if you need text to be smaller, you can change the size of it. Then you're not going to be able to read it. Josh, I can't read it now. What are they, ants? You can't go in there. It's too tiny. Josh, so I can't read it now. So either I can't read it now and it's not even there or it's super small and I got to look with my little eyes and look at the little name. I need a magri- magnifying glass. A magnifying glass, glass Josh? Look. I you threw an extra arm that words. one. I can stumble over words. It happens every once in a while. So that was my little tangent on like, <laughs> show me the scoreboard. Like it. What they need to be oh consistent with is saying who these people are. Because Leandro Lowe was El Nascimento or El Lowe, depending on, on what which, day. which person was putting in the information. So, you know, Evangelista eventually turned on his engines, finally. And, you know, escaped and came around to the back and jumped on his back and was like, all right, I'm going to choke you now. So hats off on to him for, you know, finally showing up and waking up, I guess, because that dude you, you had flip, some you snoozers. Flipped, you flipped that around. You said uh, Evangelista got on the back. Oh, I'm it sorry. It was actually Gabriel. Shao Gabriel Hosha was on the back. But again, props off to him because he had some snoozers today, like almost disqualified snoozers. It w- oh god, it was bad. That happens sometimes. On to the absolutes, though. New black belt: Gutenberg Pereira versus Leandro Lowe. Lowe takes it two zero. Lowe wins by a, a pa- by. A, I think it was a sweep. It, yeah, it was. It was a sweep or a pass. I forgot exactly. He, uh, no, it, well, yeah, it yeah, could have been a yeah. pass because you would get three points for that. So. You know what with I mean? 40, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My notes say uh, it was Lowe a with sweep. a pass with 40 seconds left, which is incorrect. So, But he didn't. Get, there was no scoring until 40 seconds left of the match. And then Lowe gets the points and wins the absolute for the IBJJF 2018 pans. He swept. He didn't pass. Stop saying he passed. Passed is three. Sweep is two. What I said? Two. You keep saying passed and then two points. So he swept. Yeah. Yeah, my bad, Josh. <laughs> Josh, I'm not, I'm not a points guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All yeah. the competitions I've done, I've won one on points one time ever <laughs> i've won on points Yo, plenty of you live times. by the sword you die by the sword josh I've, I've won on i've won on points many times so that really wraps up coverage all of the videos are up there is absolutely zero reason to not go back and start peeling through the absolute divisions you know, you see Langacker beat Nalati. There was some awesome. some uh, upsets in the absolute. Some upsets in the absolute. Moku didn't show, which yeah. was weird. You know, you have all these other things. You have the Spriggs, Spriggs Keenan match where Spriggs gets choked out. That was awesome. You have uh, Dude, he's Tex- had a rough couple weeks. Yeah, you have Tex Johnson uh, foot locking. Uh, Tanner Rice, you have him knee barring somebody and then bowing out to low. And, you know, you have that. You have awesome, tons of awesome brown belt matches, tons of them. Uh, if you guys get the chance, make sure you watch Kennedy Maciel's match, uh, Cobrina's son, little Cobrina, Cobrina Jr., whatever you want to call him, where he was getting beat and he came back. He just kept pushing and choked that kid unconscious. Speaking of purple belt matches. Uh, yeah, our friend, uh, the good doctor, Jose, Dr. Jose, as I will refer to him, because uh, Madrazo, I was blanking on his last name. You were blanking? <laughs> I was. Jose Madrazo, our good buddy, um, trained with us, now trains at Form Jiu-Jitsu, 
which is an AOJ affiliate with Rick Samba, who we've talked about before. Uh, he went out, he took third in his weight class uh, in Masters 2. I think Masters 2. Masters 2, and then won the absolute division. So props to Dr. Jose. That dude is an, always competing, living that jiu-jitsu lifestyle. And he's a doctor. Like a real obviously, doctor. Obviously, like a legit doctor. That dude's a cardiologist. Like an, like an MD doctor. Yes, he's a cardiologist. He, he will fix your heart and then break it again. You know, props to him. Tons of other dudes went out there from the, the Baltimore area. That was awesome seeing them out. You know, uh, Vicente Jr., we saw he took second in his division. Yep. So it's really cool to see all these people out there from East Coast, not as big of schools as what you see Marcellos or, yeah. you know, alliances or anything like that. It's awesome to see that. Is Pans the, the biggest tournament for the U.S.? Or is it the no, second? Oh, sorry, the biggest. U.S. Is it worlds. the... It goes Worlds, Europeans. Masters, Worlds. Is no, 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 no. I mean, in just sheer numbers, I, it's Worlds and Europeans, like, are neck and neck. Right. And then I think it's Pans and, and Brazilian Nationals or... One of those Yeah, I two. think that's correct, actually. I mean, they're like the big four, again, part of the Grand Slam title uh, for the IBJJF. Uh, check out all the AOJ kids, you know, check out Tynan. The future, Josh. The yeah. future. Check out, uh, you know, Tynan and Jonathan, uh, Kanan Duarte, the brown belt. He closed out with Dominique Bell, both from Atos again. Getting black belt soon, probably. They're going to wait till after Worlds. I mean, it's like at Worlds, and then you're going to get a Y'all podium gotta win. promotion. Y'all got to win. You're going to get a podium promotion. Uh, we'll see. It'll be very interesting. Go back and watch it. It'll be great. There's tons and tons of footage that's already up. Watch it. Enjoy. So this week, we're really focusing on pans. We, I didn't get a chance to watch UAE. There was some, I watched very little yeah, of it. Yeah, there was some big matches up that we were probably going to touch on next week. So we'll recap that event next week just because Josh, Josh and I have not got a chance to look at any of the results other than the ones that are posted on the front page of Flow Grappling. So one of the things that we'll get to previewing in the next couple of weeks, the Haru Basho in Osaka, Japan, taking place at the Osaka Municipal Gymnasium, has started. Day one was today. Sumo, by the way. Yes, sumo, obviously. Saying lots of Japanese things. <laughs> It's day one. We can't get we. I can't really give you much more than Hakuho is out. Kisei Nosato is out. The only person, the only Yokozuna that is in right now is Kakuryu. You have a few other people that are. You have Onushio that's out. Nothing has really happened of interest right now. Um, Kisei Nosato is possibly on his way out the door. That's about it. We'll get more into it in the halfway point next week, and then recap it all the week following. So on to the last bit of previews, uh, Fight to Win Pro 66 next week. Actually, this one is, in fact, in Houston, Texas, H-Town, not like last week where the we one in Dallas it. we called in Houston the entire time. So this event, Fight to Win Pro 66, is in Houston, Texas, and is main evented by a black belt middleweight title, Marcus Tonoco versus Jose Lantris. <laughs> Lan- yeah, that messed up. Yeah. Lanus. Lanus. 220 black belt key match. Alexandre... It's not Alexandro. Alexandro. It's, it's Alexandre. Or, you know, he's a Shanji too. Alexandre Sacconi versus, oh no. <laughs> UGO is what it said. Ugo? Ugo? Aram- oh, hold on. Aramanieta. Oh, I am so sorry. I actually can't get that one either. I'm, I'm going to wait and I'm going to specifically write in the notes how to pronounce this gentleman's last name. He has a very interesting name. It's A R. 
I-M-O-N-Y-E-O-T-U. So Arimanyetu. I'm, I'm going with that, and it's probably wrong, but we'll hear it. Anyway, 200-pound black belt gi match, Roberto Yamashita versus Anthony Mitchell. 200-pound black belt gi match. Brian Marvin versus Seth Daniels. Seth Daniels coming out competing again. Seth Daniels is the promoter for Fight to Win Pro, typically wins in a pretty entertaining fashion. Twister, calf crank, something yeah. left it. My people, Josh. Yes. 195-pound black belt gi match, Inacio Neto versus Matt Layton. 190-pound black belt gi match. Daniel Galvao versus Carlos Martinez. Hey, you said you said Daniel wrong. Weird. I call but Daniel, Josh. Anyway. Daniel-san. 180-pound black belt gi match, Vinicius Agudo versus Luis Dentino Eduardo. That's right. I killed it. You killed it. 175-pound black belt gi match. We have... Mark, oh god! Oh. I I saw you starting to take it, and I was like, "Oh, please do." Marcelo? Yeah, you got that right. Marcelo Ulipiu. Oh, Urapuru. You can just skip that middle name and just say Marcelo Azevedo. Marcelo Azevedo versus Andre Leite. Le- <laughs> Andre Maneko Leitch. A hundred and seventy pound black belt gi match. Ralph. Sebaxon versus Julian Vega. We have a 165-pound black belt gi match. Roberto Hivas versus Drew Lockwood. I'm I want to say that's Rivas, but I'm okay. That's fine. It is Rivas, actually. Yeah, it's not a Brazilian <laughs> name. It's a it's a Hispanic name, Mexican name. How do you know it's Mexican? Because his name is Roberto. What does that have to do with anything? He can still be Hispanic. You ever met a Brazilian named Roberto? I've met other Hispanic people not from Mexico named Roberto. Josh, you're splitting the hairs here. I'm just saying his name is Rivas, not Hivas. My bad. Maine's racism creeping out. 160-pound black belt gi match. There are a lot of gi matches. I'm liking this. Ed Ramos from Atos. I don't know why I'm saying Oh, my God. They're all black belt gi matches. I I know. And (laughs) trying to read and you're scrolling versus Matt Vernon. 155-pound black. Brown belt title match. Alex Lane versus to be announced. Very interesting. Isn't it? I thought this was going to be against um, that kid. Why are you snapping to the mic, Josh? You're welcome. Yeah, they announced this, and I forget who was going to be there. He he must have dropped out. It must have been, or they haven't settled on it. But it was against, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name. The one that's been winning all of the titles. Yep, I'm also blanking on his name, Josh. We oh, talked about him last yeah. week. Yeah, we'll remember in like five minutes. Anyway, we'll remember it in a, in a minute. It'll happen. Heavyweight, brown belt, title match. I uh, guess in the gi? Chris Robertson versus Robertson, Ryan. Robertson, no T. Robertson versus Ryan Walsh. Good job. 215-pound brown belt gi match. Dinko Bektik. I, I, I love that guy already. Uh, versus Armando Nagrete, um, two hundred and Mateus Gabriel. That's his That's name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mateus Gabriel is the gentleman who is uh, there. We go. The one fifty-five. On that, that might be that match. I yeah. don't know. Anyway, Floyd uh, Grappling had an article on him, and uh, he's a big prospect. Yes, two hundred five brown belt gi match. This is all in the gi. It's great. Angelus McFarland versus Walter Harris, two hundred pound brown belt gi match. Marcelo Gomide 
versus Luke Luba. 185, brown belt gi match. Eugene Gutierrez versus De Niro Kelly. 175, brown belt gi match. Joel Heinen versus Jerome Rosebro. 170 pound brown belt gi match. Thomas D'Souza versus Edgar Christian Benitez. 160 pound brown belt gi match. Luis Diaz versus Henrique de Rocha Santos. Paulo Henrique de Rocha Santos. My bad, Josh. That's okay. Mr. It's, Santos, it's, I yeah. apologize. 140 pound brown belt gi match. Davin Ordinario versus Marcel Woodard. So that does it for the brown belts and the black belts. There's another match we want to talk about is a 190-pound purple belt gi match. Mike Callumbass versus Scott Lam- Lanham. Lanham. If you don't know who Mike Callumbass is, he is the gentleman who does all of the still photography for Fight to Win Pro. And uh, you definitely saw him on the flow uh, stream of pans today. Yeah. That, that dude, man takes sick pictures. He takes professional photos of jiu-jitsu all over the place. He you sponsors see- dudes. Yeah, you see him everywhere. So it'll be funny to see. I wonder actually if anyone who will be basically taking photos of the match during his match, because I assume he's not going to take off the he's whole night. He's got somebody. He's he's got somebody to back him up. He has to. You know, to he's going to warm up and he's going to have somebody else taking pictures. He's going to have the match. He's going to cool down and then he'll come out and take pictures like I, a boss. I, I bet he got his buddy who's a really good photographer. No, I got some random amateur that's going to have an iPhone on a selfie stick uh, taking pictures. Yeah, he always takes fantastic photos and he's a Houston guy. So looking forward to it. It's going to be in, an excellent card. And there's only one Nogi match on this entire card and it is a brown is a purple belt match, a heavyweight purple belt match. So that's really cool to see this giant Gee card. Josh, it's in gee season, as you know. Don't don't you throw my information that I just told you back at me. Josh, How I pay you? attention to things. How dare you, you and your bowl cut. That wraps up our preview of Fight to Win Pro 66. So that will do it for this episode. There's not a ton of other jitsu happening for previews, so we're gonna we're gonna cut it short. It's a quick one this week, as opposed to our two-hour-long diatribes. Look, we didn't have to doing. go through every single match on EBI. <laughs> no, we didn't. But, you know, it's enjoyable, even if it's, it wears us down. Uh, we, we, we train a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, both jujitsu, weights, whatever, you know, to get in shape and get ready for things. Maine teaches at a, a local college now as well. I teach kids class at my gym. That's ooh, kids, man. They're full of energy. Uh, as as I was just mentioning, I'm getting ready for DC Open. Maine is currently injured right now, so yeah. I don't think he has. Uh, I'm looking he, to compete in he, April, he and I'm did trying apply to... to fight to win seventy. Yeah, in it, it it in Maryland. I was about to say Baltimore. In Maryland, it's in probably Maryland. in Frederick again. It is in Frederick. Again. Uh, I I again threw my hat into either ref or do commentary. Um, we're in here just killing it. You know, lifting, training doing things that we need to do. Uh, I'm getting ready again for DC open. I'm, you know, chomping at the bit for that, ready to go. I know Maine's, you know, working through that injury and getting ready to hopefully accept a match at fight to win 70. So with that, we end another week in the grappling rewind podcast. As always, you can email us at the grappling rewind at gmail.com. You can check us out on Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube, and Pretty much anywhere you can find Facebook, 
podcasts. We're on Facebook, Grappling Rewind. Instagram. Grappling Rewind. Twitter. Grappling Rewind. Reach out to us on social media. If you got something that you want us to cover, you want to clarify, you know, we are here. You want to tell us we're idiots. Hey, let us know. You want us to pronounce your name correctly? Let us know. Subscribe. Subscribe on the YouTube page. Leave us a review. Helps us out a lot. It helps us out. And, you know, it eventually will help you out. We like to give back. We're doing this as something that isn't done. So help us help you. Again, as always, I'm Josh. I'm Maine. And this is the Grappling Rewind Podcast. We'll see you on the mats.